faith listener. Welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of John. Good morning, faithful listeners, and happy Tuesday. Today we are going to be discussing John chapter 19, verses 1 through 16. Some of the saddest verses, honestly, in the Bible. This is Jesus going to the cross. So I'm going to read verses 1 through 16 out of the W.E.B. as I usually do. But feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you usually read out of. And let's give reverence to God's word this morning by reading John chapter 19. So Pilate then took Jesus and flogged him. The soldiers twisted thorns into a crown and put it on his head and dressed him in a purple garment. They kept saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they kept slapping him. Then Pilate went out again and said to them, Behold, I bring him out to you that you may know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Jesus therefore came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple garment. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When therefore the chief priests and the officers saw him, they shouted, saying, Crucify, crucify. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When therefore Pilate heard this saying, he was more afraid. He entered into the praetorium again, and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Aren't you speaking to me? Don't you know that I have the power to release you, and I have the power to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power at all against me, unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has a greater sin. At this, Pilate was seeking to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you release this man, you aren't Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover at about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So then he delivered him to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. Where we left off on Thursday, Jesus had gone to Pontius Pilate, who is the governor of that region, the Roman governor, because Rome was over Israel. And the chief priests hated Jesus so much that they actually were willing to work with Pilate, even though they typically hated Romans, in order to get Jesus crucified. Like this was all done specifically so that Jesus could get crucified. And the, the Jewish priests actually believed that Pilate would, in fact, put Jesus to death probably immediately because Pilate was historically not a very nice guy and historically did not like Jewish people. So where we left off last week, the Jewish people bring Jesus to Pontius Pilate. We kind of talked about Pilate a little bit and everything that went on with him. And Pilate ended up questioning Jesus all these different questions and finds out that Jesus is the king of truth. That's what Jesus called himself. So Pilate was kind of like, okay, this guy is kind of a religious nut, but I don't find any problems with him. So he brings Jesus out to the courtyard where all the Jewish priests were waiting because they didn't want to enter the praetorium because it was Passover 
and for some reason entering the praetorium would cause the the Jewish priests to become defiled so that they couldn't eat the uh, the Passover supper for whatever reason. So they couldn't go into the praetorium by their own man-made rules. So they sent Jesus in there alone with Pontius Pilate. They were kind of waiting in the courtyard outside. So Pontius Pilate brought Jesus back outside to talk to the Jewish leaders. And now there's a crowd that's beginning to form in the courtyard. So Pilate then says, I don't find anything wrong with this guy. And the Jewish leaders and elders were not having it. They were like, no, he is he is wrong. He is terrible. He did this. He did that. He did the other thing. We need to crucify him. And Pilate was like, why? You know, Jesus hasn't done anything. So even though John doesn't mention this next part, Luke does. And if you turn to Luke chapter 23, verse 6, you'll find out that Pilate learned that Jesus was a Galilean. So in verse 7, when he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. So this means that Pilate actually sent Jesus over to Herod, the king of Galilee, or rather the uh, Tetrarch of Galilee. And so Herod, who was in Jerusalem at that time, receives Jesus and was supposed to judge Jesus, I suppose. But all Herod wanted was for Jesus to like do a miracle for him. Basically, all Herod wanted was to be entertained. So Herod asked Jesus all sorts of questions and Jesus did not answer Herod anything. So Herod then mocks Jesus, makes a mockery of Jesus and then sends him all the way back to Pilate. So at this point in time, Jesus has gone through, I want to say, three or four trials at this point in just a few hours because he went from, I think it was three trials with the Jewish people, the trial with Pilate, and then the trial with uh, Herod. So actually, Jesus has gone through five whole trials by this point in time. And now he's about to go back to his sixth trial, which is back to Pilate. So now this is where we start in John chapter 19. So going to John chapter 19, Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. So when Pilate's plan of sending Jesus to Herod didn't work out because Herod couldn't find anything and Herod sent Jesus back to Pilate, Pilate decided to have Jesus flogged. So let me ask you a question. Why? Why did Pilate have Jesus flogged? Because Jesus was innocent Pilate knew he was innocent. Herod couldn't find anything on Jesus. So why did Pilate do this? A lot of people speculate it was to try to help Jesus. But what kind of help is flogging somebody? Because the flogging of the Romans was excruciating torture. And a lot of the times people would actually die from it because it was so bad. I watched The Passion of the Christ last night. And it's funny how it happened because I've been meaning to see it for a while. I did see it once when I was a kid, but I mostly forgot it. There was a few things I remembered, obviously, but for the most part, I forgot most of the movie. And it happened to be on Amazon Prime. And I'm like, I'm going to watch The Passion of the Christ. And I didn't even think about watching it for this podcast. I just happened to watch it. And it was pretty, for the most part, biblical when it comes to like in line with the events that happened to Jesus. That was pretty biblical about it, actually. But I have mixed feelings about how they portrayed Pontius Pilate 
because they kind of portrayed him as like a super nice guy, kind of. And I don't think he was that nice. Because going back to my initial question, why did he have Jesus flogged from the beginning? A lot of people say it was because he was trying to get Jesus out of the situation Jesus was in by flogging him. But Jesus very well could have been killed by being flogged. So really, that wasn't the best response by Pilate. And it kind of just shows how cruel Pilate really was. He didn't truly care that much about Jesus's life. It's not until John chapter 19 that he actually starts really, really caring about Jesus's life, but didn't care that much. He cared more about his own position and his own reputation more than this innocent man, Jesus. So it says Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. In other words, he had the Roman soldiers flog him. The soldiers twisted thorns into a crown and put it on his head and dressed him in a purple garment. They kept saying, hail, king of the Jews, and they kept slapping him. So what about all of this is helping Jesus? Like none of this is helping Jesus. Like Pilate could have done something way better than this. I've talked a lot about uh, what Roman flogging was in the last Gospels that I covered. And it was just horrific, terrible torture. And obviously, you can go back and listen to some of those episodes where I go into great detail about what Roman flogging was. But it was a nasty, nasty thing. And on top of all this, they twisted the thorns into a crown to purposefully humiliate Jesus. They put a purple garment on him because purple dye was very hard to get back in those days. And they kept saying, hail, king of the Jews. And they kept slapping him. They kept slapping Jesus. So like all of this is just unnecessary, cruel torture of an innocent man. So after Jesus is done being flogged and humiliated, he brings Jesus out again to show all the people in the courtyard what had happened to Jesus. And he says, behold, I bring him out to you that you may know that I find no basis for a charge against him. So if Pilate finds no basis for a charge against him, what was the point of flogging him to begin with? Jesus, therefore, came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple garment. Pilate said to them, behold, this man. Now, Jesus probably looked very, very gory and very pitiful at this point in time. And that's one thing I can say about the Passion of the Christ. They got the flogging portion of the movie pretty right, honestly. Now, I don't know if they whipped the front of Jesus. Maybe they did. But regardless, uh, the flogging was just horrific. So Pilate shows Jesus to the crowd. Jesus is totally whipped, beaten. He's got the crown of thorns. He's got the purple robe. Pilate doesn't care about any of that. But he brings Jesus forward and he says, look, here he is. Is this enough to satiate all of you guys, basically? But it wasn't. It says the chief priests and the officers started shouting, crucify him, crucify him. So Pilate says, take him yourselves and crucify him for I find no basis for a charge against him. Now, this is a funny comment because Pilate very well knew that Jewish people could not crucify anybody. It was against the law for them to do it. But this was Pilate's way of almost getting out of having to crucify Jesus in a sense. And the Jews answered him, we have a law and by our law, he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. 
So they basically say, look, you know, we can't do that. But in our law, because he made himself out to be the son of God, he needs to die. And so when Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. So this is interesting because what about this made Pilate even more afraid? We do know also from Matthew chapter 27, verse 19, that Pilate's wife got involved a little bit. She actually sent him a message which said, don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. So Pilate's wife got a prophecy about Jesus in a dream and warned her husband Pilate not to crucify Jesus. Pilate possibly already had gotten that message from his wife, and that probably scared him a little bit. And so now he's even more afraid because he hears that Jesus has called himself the Son of God. So he takes Jesus again into the praetorium, and he says to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate gets kind of mad, and he says, why aren't you speaking to me? Don't you know that I have the power to release you and the power to crucify you? So he threatens Jesus. He's like, you better speak to me because I can crucify you right now if I want to. And then Jesus says, okay, but you have no power at all against me because it was all given to you by God. Then he says, therefore, he who delivered me to you has the greater sin. So Pilate is starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together both from the message from his wife, the fact that he's talked to Jesus himself and doesn't find any problem with Jesus, the fact that he sent Jesus to Herod, Herod finds nothing wrong with Jesus, and then Pilate realizing that the chief priests hate Jesus so much because they were so jealous of Jesus, which is what the, the other gospels state. So Pilate's putting the, the pieces of the puzzle together and realizing that Jesus is more than just a man. This is why when he found out that Jesus called himself the son of God, he became so afraid. Because even though Pilate himself likely maybe wasn't religious, maybe he did worship some Roman gods, still this was very scary to him. And he didn't really want to mess with this. And so he tries to threaten Jesus with this question. He says, where are you from? However, Jesus had already answered this question to Pilate in the chapter before. And we already talked about that. Jesus had said, my kingdom is not here on earth. It's possible that Pilate didn't think much about that statement when Jesus first said it. But now I would guess Pilate's starting to think about that. And so he's, you can tell he's almost like panicked. Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. And then Pilate threatens Jesus with crucifixion. And Jesus says, you would have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has greater sin. So this, I would guess, also scares Pilate because Jesus is unafraid of Pilate. And he states it pretty clearly. Jesus is like, OK, you have power, but only because God gave it to you. And this scares Pilate. And so it says now that Pilate was seeking to release him. And yet, even though he's beginning to realize that Jesus is more than just a man, here's what he does next. He sits down on the judgment seat, trying to find a reason to let Jesus go. And the chief priests say to him, if you don't crucify this man, you are not a friend of Caesar. Now, Pilate had the decision. Was he going to try to please 
the earthly king who was Caesar? Or was he going to try to please the heavenly king who was Yahweh? Unfortunately, Pilate chose the wrong king. He chose to please men instead of God. And you and I, a lot of times we are put in a very similar situation to Pilate. Our reputation is on the line. And we have the choice to stand up for our beliefs and to stand up for Jesus. Or we have the choice to cave and compromise what we believe in to please human beings. What will be our choice? And obviously the biblical answer to that question is that it is way better to try to please God than it is to try to please people. Now, I do wonder what ended up happening to Pilate after all of this. I've thought about that actually quite a lot. Now, there is some history of Pilate and his life, but I do wonder if he had regret in this moment. Honestly, I would guess he did. I would guess he did because Jesus's name after this became so famous. And Pilate goes down in history as the weak ruler who was unwilling to spare Jesus's innocent life. That's what he went down in history as. It says in verse 14, it was the preparation day of the Passover, about the sixth hour. And so he said to the Jews, behold your king. And they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Now we know that the chief priests and the leaders were kind of goading on the crowd to say all this. So Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? And the chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. First time they've ever said that in their entire life, but that's how much they hated Jesus. These chief priests were willing to claim Caesar as their king in order to get Jesus to die. Now we find out that Pilate had actually washed his hands, thinking that that was going to free him from this sin. But of course, we know that he had sin in all of this because Jesus basically said that Pilate did have sin. Here's what it says in verse 11 of John chapter 19, what we just read. You would have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has greater sin. So this doesn't mean that Pilate is without sin in the situation. This just means that whoever betrayed Jesus and, of course, the the, uh, Jewish leaders have greater sin than Pilate holds. But still, Pilate committed a grave sin by allowing Jesus to go to the cross. So they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. And we find out from Matthew chapter 27, verse 24, that when Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere and instead an uproar was starting, he took some water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood. He said, it is your responsibility. And all the people answered, his blood is on us and our children. So Pilate did his absolute best to try to remove himself from the responsibility of crucifying Jesus. But yet it was Pilate's orders. It was Pilate's orders to have Jesus crucified. And so that's exactly what Pilate did. He delivered Jesus to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. So that's what ended up happening between Jesus and Pontius Pilate. Pilate was, honestly, he was weak. And Pilate was a very cruel man, both historically and in this entire situation, where Pilate was so concerned about himself 
and so concerned about his image that he allowed Jesus to go to the cross and ordered it and then tried to pretend like he had no responsibility in it. That is both a weak and very cruel leader. So Pontius Pilate, don't think that he is without fault in all of this, because that's what a lot of people like to say. A lot of people like to blame the Jewish people and say that Pontius Pilate was just a a victim in all of this. But Pilate was not a victim. Pilate made a choice. And so this shows that both Jews and Gentiles put Jesus on that cross. Every single one of us crucified Jesus. But that is why Jesus had to go to the cross for the sinfulness of humanity. So guys, those are the reasons why I do not think that Pontius Pilate was a very nice guy. In fact, he was pretty awful. But if you enjoyed today's episode, then please rate it and review it because rating and reviews are one of the best ways you can help the podcast to grow. But guys, my newest YouTube video is up. I put that up last night and it's talking about why good things happen to bad people from a biblical perspective and why God doesn't just punish evil people immediately when they do evil things and why they're allowed to continue doing evil things. So I go into all of that on the YouTube channel and you're going to find the YouTube channel linked in the description of the podcast episode. And while you're over there, consider subscribing to P40 Ministries. Friends and faithful listeners, I will see you on Thursday for a continuation of Jesus's crucifixion. But of course, don't forget to tune in tomorrow because I do an Old Testament episode on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and we are currently in the book of Joshua. So guys, I'll see you tomorrow for an episode out of Joshua. Happy listening and God bless. Ooh.